Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. Poddiva. Hello, you're listening to Poddiva. If you're an LGBTQIA woman or non binary person, this is your weekly podcast. I'm Rachel Shelley, sometimes also known as the L Words Helena Peabody. And sitting opposite me is the gorgeous Roxy Bordion, resplendent as always with her flowing locks, ruby red lipstick, and smooth, sultry Yorkshire tones. Hello, Rachel. <laughs> Thank you for a gorgeous introduction. I think my, my tone seized up there. I felt a little bit nervous of having any sort of <laughs> smooth, sultry tones. But I do, yes, I am from Yorkshire. And I do have my ruby red lips and I do have my long flowing locks. Thanks for noticing. Yes, gorgeous as always. <laughs> I've had a bit of a hair trim. I don't know if you can. Yes. But look, I've gone quite short. Oh, it's lovely. I like it. Very nice. Yeah, suits you. Yeah, a little easier to deal with. Anyway, Roxy, you are Diva Magazine's esteemed and oh so very visible lesbian editor. And I say that because this issue of Diva Magazine is, of course, not only kicking it big time with our glorious, I love this cover, I love this photo shoot of our double gold Olympian cover star, Dame Kelly Holmes. It's also our lesbian visibility issue with Lesbian Visibility Week coming up this month, the month of April between the 24th and the 30th, which is very exciting. In this monthly episode of Pod Diva, it's something we like to call the debrief. We unpack the articles in Diva magazine. A bit like, it's a bit like a book club, but for a gorgeous, glossy magazine instead. So there's so much to unpack this month, Roxy, because the magazine is stuffed to bursting with really fascinating, fresh, mind bending, mind expanding articles. There's so much in it. I mean, there's the amazing musical duo. Ohuli and Tiddo. I mean, I love their music. Yeah, Ohuli and Tiddo are just awesome. And you, lovely Pod Diva listener, you may know them from that stonking great theme tune that they did to the iconic TV show Gentleman Jack. Yeah. Which is such an awesome, powerful, marching Marching about. Song. It's such an anthem. Really is, yeah. And that was Ohuli and Tiddo. And they are a married couple and they are folk musicians and they're just awesome. So we were really happy to have them in Diva. Yeah, and I interviewed them a while back. You can go back and listen to that Gentleman Jack episode on which they feature along with that track. So it's a really nice listen because it has the music wrapped around it. And don't get me started. Oh my goodness, Roxy. On the article called, Is Queer Polyamory a Radical Feminist Act? By Ella Gauchy. Oh, 
that was that was <laughs> that was some mind expanding reading right there. I mean, can I give you just a tiny quote from that? Please do. I love it. So Ella says, by questioning the monogamous blueprint women have been given their whole lives, it also interrogates the patriarchy behind it. It's really about. And when she says, it, it, she's talking about polyamory, it's really about a different way of forming relationships, thinking about relationships, forming community, and even forming family differently. And I think it's important that we convey that because that is what makes it so radical, subversive, and juicy. Woo! So juicy. Crikey! We're not <laughs> messing about this month, are we? I mean... It really is radical, subversive, and juicy. It's really interesting reading that one. Really interesting. There's so much in this magazine to get your head around. What did you think of that article? Oh, I loved it. I thought I agreed. It was mind-expanding. Ella's a great writer, and I love her approach to this topic. She kind of talks about some of the cultural stereotypes or connotations that we've got when we think of polyamory. Then she talks about how actually there's these feminist queer folks who are, you know, reclaiming their own lives and their own relationship structure and it's all about autonomy and it's all about doing what is right for them and what works for them so yeah no I loved that I thought that was a great read really fascinating really fascinating and back to lesbian visibility week what is coming up this month Roxy you will be at the heart of all these lesbian visibility week events I'm Sure. I will indeed. I will be there being a visible lesbian, lesbianing about, <laughs> lesing off, lesing it up. Big giant leather. This is, thank you, darling. That was a lovely description, big giant leather. I'll take that. I'll take that one. <laughs> so we've got so much planned. Oh, my goodness. The month of April, we've got all sorts of specific, sapphic, curated content for your lesy delights. Loads of online stuff going up we've got some awesome interviews we've got some brilliant features all going up during lesbian visibility week and the whole week culminates in the fabulous diva awards mm. which is a real fixture on your big gay calendar this is a black tie event this is celebrating the creme de la homosexual creme of our community <laughs> And we have announced the shortlist for the awards. We've got celesbians, we've got entrepreneurs, we've got activists, we've got people like UK Black Pride's Lady Phil. Oh, we love Lady we Phil. We love Lady Phil, we absolutely do. We've got Jill Scott, Lioness Jill Scott. Oh, and amazing. while I'm mentioning awesome, lovely people, Rachel, Rachel, my love, congratulations, because you are up <laughs> for the Celebrity Ally of the Year Award. How how do you feel? Well, I'd like to say I'm honoured. I'd like to thank Roxy. I'd like to thank Linda. Oh, I'm only nominated. I can't quite get to that point. You get it oh. there. You're close. You know what? It's a great night. It's a great opportunity to get a bit doled up and go and toddle around and meet all the gang. It's such great fun. It's a really good night. And Sophie Ward hosting it. She does a brilliant job. I just love the whole evening. And who have we got? performing we have got emily sanday which is yeah i know it's gonna be a spectacular night brilliant to go there and amplify voices i'm very grateful to be nominated i have to say roxy you have a gorgeous couple of lines in your editor's letter this month 
which I felt summed up Lesbian Visibility Week quite marvellously. Would you like to read it to all our beautiful Pod Diva listeners? I will. I'll be happy to read it. Thank you. So, dear Pod Diva listener, here it is. You see, the thing is, you are not on your own, my darling. We are here for you. We see you and we love you in Lesbian Visibility Week and all year round. Exactly. Well said. I love that. We see you and we love you. That's lovely. That's what it's all about, right? That's it. I think it's ultimately about making people feel not on their own, like letting people know that, you know, no matter what society might tell you, no matter what your family might tell you, no matter what the media might tell you, however you may feel, you aren't on your own, my darling. You have got a whole community of people. You're not the only one. There's nothing wrong with you. You're absolutely gorgeous exactly as you are. And we see you. We see every every last one of you in all your diverse, unique glory. And we adore you. And this is Lesbian Visibility Week. It's a bit of a love letter to you. But we also celebrate you all year round. So just a love fest, really, that, isn't it? (laughs) It is. That's what's so that's what's so great about it. And that's what's so great about the event as well. Beautifully said, Roxy. That was lovely. Now, Lesbian Visibility Week, our glorious publisher, Linda Riley, got a hold of it about three years ago. Is that right? Mm. And now it's fizzing and popping and sparkling all over the world. I mean, this year it's grown even more. It's become increasingly international. Not only is it sponsored by the London Stock Exchange for the next three years, so it's not going anywhere. That's what Diva and Pod Diva are all about, really. Building an international community of LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. And that's why I'm as passionate as I am about these monthly Beyond Borders features that I do. Because that's where you, the listener, send me a raw audio postcard of your life from wherever you are in the world. And then I sort of set about weaving it into a lyrical, hopefully quite beautiful soundscape. Mm. And in that way, I think we're really going about forging global connections with everyday listeners from all walks of life because the big Diva Awards, it's not just about celebrity. We also celebrate ordinary people who are doing a lot on behalf of the community. That's lovely. I love how you described it as an audio postcard from around the world. Mm. That's really nice. Mm. We're not just about celebrities, we're about all LGBTQIA people. Absolutely. We're not just about the celebs. We love the celebs, but we also love everybody else. Mm. We love you all. Um, Well said, Rachel. But, I mean, yes, we're not just about celesbians, (laughs) but you, Rachel, you had quite the celesbian week, didn't you? Because you (laughs) fulfilled (laughs) all our wildest L-word-related dreams. It was the... Helena Peabody Tibet reunion we've all been waiting for and you only went and interviewed blooming Jennifer Beals and Laurel Holloman. I know. Do you know what? <laughs> it was great. I mean, are they lesbians or are they thespians? I don't know. It was great. I mean, we'll talk about this a bit more later, but it was great to see the excitement that these lesbians off telly or to lesbians can generate. You know, I'm very lucky, I feel, to make audio with such great people like Jennifer Beals and Laurel Holloman, but also all the listeners who contribute and send things in and with you. I mean, every day during Lesbian Visibility Week, you can hear one of my favorite Beyond Borders features from the past year. I think I'm going to put the one in from the wilds of northern Scotland with the horses and I'm going to put in 
one from West Virginia in the States. There's one from Indonesia and the Philippines. I mean, they're truly international, truly visible, uplifting pieces. Do you have a favorite amongst those, Roxy? Do you know what? It's tricky to pick a favorite because what I love about the Beyond Borders segment is that each one is, you described it as an audio postcard it's like your little passport to a different place transporting you to this different person's story and I love how unique each one is do have a soft spot for the the galloping horses in Scotland but I think they're all lovely and they're all unique and that's what's magic about it hearing all those different experiences of life if you want to find out more about any and all of these events that are going on during Lesbian Visibility Week, you can visit either lesbianvisibilityweek.com or if you're listening from the States, lesbianvisibilityweekusa.com. There's so much going on. And like I say, we'll talk a bit more later about the Jennifer Beals, Laurel Holloman interview. But I think we need to talk about Dame Kelly Holmes on the cover. The photos blew me away. They were so great. Photographers Leslie and Rose, who I know do quite a lot with Diva. They did Heather Peace. They did Jack Monroe. Jack Monroe. Beautiful. They've done many covers. And they did you as well, didn't they? Yes, they did many years ago, but they were great. And so often photographers used to be all male and lovely being photographed by two women and two such Lovely women as well. Leslie and Rose are brilliant. For anyone who doesn't know yet about Dame Kelly Holmes, she was the oldest woman to win gold in both the 800 and the 1500 metres at the 2004 Olympics in Athens Yeah, for the UK. And look at her. Look at those photos. Look at her face shining. Look how she looks radiant. I mean, amazing. How was that, Roxy? Can you tell me a bit about the photo shoot and the process? Yeah, absolutely. So it was a really great day uh, when we did the photo shoot. I love, love, love working with Leslie and Rose, partly because they are just, they're awesome at what they do, but also they just get it. Like they get Diva, they get the Diva audience. I love having glamorous, aspirational, powerful, beautiful, queer images created by a female team like I think that's really nice and I think it's really important really important and I think for Diva it's like a chance for us to be showing our own version of what that kind of you know we're all familiar with glossy images in magazines but it's through a that Diva lens it's through that female lens and I love that yeah great day Kelly was very much on form she was really in her element she was really sort of up for a laugh and up for really going for it with the different outfits Mm. and the different poses and like you say radiantly and she looks phenomenal like I I love it. Phenomenal. I love these images because Kelly always looks fantastic, but I feel like this is a slightly different look for Kelly. And I think it works really well because as we say on the cover, Dame Kelly Holmes is stepping into her power. She's been on this incredible journey, an Olympian, Mm. having served in the army and having been in the closet as a gay woman for many, many years. Mm. And then finally she's come out. She's made this awesome Being Me documentary. She's standing in a truth and she's on the cover of the world's leading magazine for LGBTQIA women and non-binary people looking so good, looking so powerful and in her essence, in her element. And I, I love that. So good. There's not just the cover picture, all the pictures inside as well. There's so much to see. It's beautiful. It's really good. And I found her very inspiring. Mm. She does this Mm. on camp with Kelly. We are mentoring 
initiative. That's I was reading about lifting people up. I mean, she's definitely keen to give back. You know, she's achieved so much and she wants to help others achieve as well, which I think is really admirable. I mean, I'm always so in awe of all athletes because that sort of commitment mentally and physically is so beyond anything I feel I could ever do. Yes. And Dame Kelly Holmes is also very excitingly shortlisted for not one, but two Diva Awards. Amazing. Kelly is up for Media Personality of the Year. And she's also for her Being Me documentary, which was fantastic. Yes. She's also nominated for Media Moment of the Year for that documentary as well. Wow. But also that takes us quite nicely into this month's Beyond Borders because just like Dame Kelly, our contributor is another ex-athlete. This month, we're heading over to Switzerland to hear from Nikki Simmons. Now, I resisted putting any cuckoo clocks in. <laughs> anyway, Nikki Simmons is Ireland's most capped female athlete ever. She played hockey for Ireland and she made 208 appearances for Ireland and scored 31 goals before retiring from sport and then moving into the corporate world in Switzerland. Let's have a little listen. And she goes. I am a former international hockey player for Ireland. Played for 13 years all around the world for Ireland. I competed in many competitions. When I was about to retire, I actually came out live on TV. I was on a TV show. I still receive messages about how that impacted people. My name is Nikki Simmons. I'm originally from Ireland, but now I live in Switzerland. I am currently working in Philip Morris International, but previously I was working in the sports world. The biggest thing I've done recently, I think, especially for the LGBTQ plus community, is developing the employee resource group within Philip Morris, which is amazing. We now have a global LGBTQ plus group called Stripes Global, and I'm heading up the programs and events for this group um, and creating a super safe space for all of our community within the company. So, as I said, former international hockey player for Ireland. One thing that did elude me was going to the Olympic Games. So that was a, a big journey for me, trying to understand myself after that and how we didn't quite make it. But as a LGBTQ plus person, so as a gay woman in the sports world, I suppose I came out when I was about 21 to my friends and family. So a lot of people knew that I was gay. But it wasn't really public knowledge or anything like that. We didn't have the, the platforms as such to, to talk about it. So when I was about to retire, I actually came out live on TV on RTE, which is the national broadcaster in Ireland, a show called Second Captains. And I was on the show and we were talking about being gay in sport. And yeah, it just came out that way rather than me Every time I reposted, also people come to me and say um, so yeah, that this helped them a lot, which is something I'm very proud of. I felt it was, a, it was a need for me to do it, to have representation and visible representation is really, really important. So I felt it was the right time for me to do that.
So I did the show and I spoke about it and as I said I still get people messaging me telling me the impact that that had. For me that's one of the biggest things that I did in my journey as a gay woman was to be out and proud. It's super important especially in sport. As a female athlete, slightly different to male athletes is how much more difficult it can be for male athletes to come out and it's a project I'm also working on. It's really, really important that I continue to speak about it and my journey as an athlete being out. So continuing my journey as a gay woman but moving to Switzerland, it was a big change. There was a lot of changes happening in Ireland as I left. So we were about to go through voting on abortion, gay marriage was in the works as well. Switzerland is not as open as Ireland. No real gay scene here but I was coming over to, to a partner, so for me it didn't really worry me so much. But at the same time, over the years, I've been here nine years now, I do miss that. I do miss the scenes. And only recently we've had quite a few voting go through here in Switzerland. Passengers traveling to Les Les Diablerets and Champery, please change to the community. In 2020, we had the vote against LGBTQ plus discrimination. That was voted on and it went through the yes, so that was great. And then gay marriage just happened last year. Now gay marriage also, part of it was access to reproductive help, something that we didn't have here before. So when I went on my journey with my partner to have a baby, we didn't have any access to this. So that was a big thing for us. So for us it meant traveling abroad. We found some really great groups within the country who were helping people like us to start a family, navigate all of the laws in Switzerland and we ended up yeah, traveling a good bit. It was a long journey, lots of ups and downs, but eventually we went to Spain in 2021. I managed to get pregnant straight away when we went to Spain. Yeah, we had our baby 10 months ago, so it was massive. We then thought about how my partner could adopt. This is the next step, right? how my partner can adopt and ensure that she's, you know, the mother of, of our child as well. But we're going through that process now, so hopefully everything will work out and we can be a complete family. The support of my company has been amazing. <laughs> Honestly, I'm not sure there's many companies out there that can be as supportive. I spoke to my manager from the start about what I was intending to do and this was such a big weight off my shoulders because as I've said like we had to travel and he was amazing super supportive from the start excited it's something that every company should do for their employees because it just made me feel comfortable that my job was still here Happy employees are, are, are something that every company should want and anyone wanting to go on this journey, I would suggest that you speak to your manager and you need those people around you who are completely supportive of everything that you're doing, especially as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Mm -hmm. 
amazing commitment there from Nikki setting up this employment resource group in the company that she's working to now. I think it's really interesting someone who's achieved such success to then pivot like that into another field, Mm. no pun intended, but kind (laughs) of professionally speaking, you know, and that's really brave to move into another field when you've been at the pinnacle of your game. That was a pun as well, but I didn't mean (laughs) it to be. But when you've been the pinnacle of your game and then to retrain and pivot like that, it's so admirable and you can hear it. When she talks about the work that she's doing now, she still brings this 100% single-minded commitment Mm, to the workplace mm. and her home life. I mean, it's really admirable. I thought that was great. I mean, living in the Swiss Alps sounds absolutely dreamy. Doesn't it? It does make me want a bit of Swiss chocolate, though. Yes. Lovely. (laughs) (laughs) No day goes by without chocolate for me. Yeah, that was lovely. And I love that Nikki talked as well about all her as you say, really impressive professional success and the journey she's been on with that. But she talked about her journey to becoming a parent Mm. as well. That's so important to hear those stories Mm. as well. So that was great. Really good. Really interesting, as she says, because trying for a baby, they had to travel and asking for permission from work. You know, it's difficult. It's a whole, dare I say, it's a whole new ball game. No, (laughs) that's enough of them. Enough of those terrible puns. You love a pun. You never met a pun you didn't like. I've never met a pun I didn't like. I love them. (laughs) Rachel, we've got to talk some more because I can't stop thinking about it. And I know that the Pod Diva listeners are going to feel the same. (laughs) Please, can you spill all those juicy, juicy beans about your interview with Jennifer and Laurel? Pod Diva. Pod Diva. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. I know. Gosh, it was really, it was actually quite a whirlwind these past couple of weeks. I mean, Mm. not only were there huge announcements, big, exciting interviews, lots of hullabaloo generally in the world of TV lesbians, 
telly lesbians to lesbians maybe maybe we can coin a new term to lesbians Mm. for me not only was it lovely to sit down albeit by zoom but to sit down with the two of them with jennifer beals and laurel holloman and have a good old natter and have a good old catch-up and have a good laugh let me tell you when jennifer beals loses it with her laughter it is it's beautiful It's a beautiful thing to witness. And there was a lot of love there too, talking about old times, talking about other cast members and Eileen Chaikin. They're two really inspiring and multi-talented women. Laurel with all her painting and Jennifer produces now. I mean, their generosity and their commitment to the LGBTQIA community is it's kind of clear from the interview and from the fact that they're auctioning off these very personal L word Generation Q artifacts. Bet and Tina's wedding vows from the wedding that happened in the very last episode of Generation Q. I'm sure almost everyone listening to this has watched that. The wedding vows that Jennifer and Laurel, they actually wrote them themselves and they're actually mm. written in their own handwriting too. And we t- they talk about that. It's very meta, as Jennifer says in the interview, to be writing her own vows in her own handwriting and it becomes a prop. I mean, if you haven't listened to it, go back, obviously, and listen after you've listened to this podcast. And of course, you can listen to Jennifer Beals being interviewed by you. Roxy Bordion, that interview is also there from when she was on the cover back in January. January, yeah. And just a reminder that the auction went live Monday the 3rd of April and you can go and look at that at www.charitybuzz.com and you can bid on these two glorious pieces of to lesbian history something that the queens of the L word actually held in their That's it. perfect loving hands and kept all folded up all sweetly in their pretty pockets of their gorgeous suits and you could win them, and in the process, you can support an amazing charity. Mm. Gilson is the Gay, Lesbian, and Straight Education Network, and that supports LGBTQ youth in schools across America. They're doing amazing work, and you can be a part mm. of To Lesbian History by bidding on them now, or at least when the podcast ends. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I mean, that is quite the auction item, isn't it? Like, lot number lesbian heaven we've got bet and tina's <laughs> wedding vows bloody hell let me let me raise my bid i've got a paddle i've got a paddle and i'm prepared to use it do i have 460 do i do <laughs> <laughs> exactly i mean that is as you say a piece of to lesbian history lesbian tv history isn't it though their yeah. wedding vows it's the wedding we've been waiting mm. for for years and to have that that they've actually written in their own handwriting yeah quite magical really yeah. quite special and a great cause absolutely lovely yeah but Rachel so you have interviewed Laurel and Jennifer mm-hmm. I've also interviewed Laurel and Jennifer mm. I think they're both absolutely fantastic mm. but I'd love to know because you know them in a different way because you're you're friends with them both you worked with them both on the original L word for many years so Rachel can you give us a peek behind the curtain and let us know like from your perspective from your personal experience um, of working with them and knowing them. What are they really like? Are they as incredible as they seem? Yes, they are, in a, <laughs> in, a, in a word. I think, no, I really, I genuinely think they are. They are two very generous, very dedicated, kind, thoughtful women 
They're very creative. Mm. They're passionate about the work that they do. Like I say, whether that's Laurel with her acting or her art and Jennifer with her acting, with her writing, with her producing. Jennifer is a woman who is constantly fascinated by new pieces of information and nature. I mean, anyone who follows her on social media, they can see that in her. The world to her is a beautiful place that nourishes her. She really is all those things. And Laurel too is just a lovely, open, warm woman. And they're both great mothers. I only have lovely things to say about them. I miss them, which is a shame because they're far away. Laurel comes to Europe fairly regularly on her exhibition. So I've managed to catch up with her almost every year. But it's brief and it's a shame. I I would say to the diva listeners, just be safe in the knowledge that they are all the things that you think they are and more. Beautiful. So there's just two more articles in the magazine that I'd like to touch upon, Roxy. One of them is from Izzy Jones and it's called Goodbye Long Hair, Hello Lesbianism. And yet there you are, Roxy, with your lovely luscious locks and long hair. Indeed, yes. I, I didn't say goodbye to my long hair. I just said, hello, lesbian. You look nice. Come on in. Have but- you always <laughs> had long hair? <laughs> I have. I have. There are many ways to be a lesbian. And for some people, short hair is the way forward, absolutely. And it makes them feel as Izzy, our wonderful new head of digital, says beautifully in the piece, makes her feel, you know, more herself. And, and this is her authentic expression of her identity and she says I want to look like a dyke please and I love that I think that's awesome yeah also you know I've got the long hair I've always had the long hair I did have a moment when I first came out and I think perhaps a lot of queer women and non-binary people think this is I did have a moment of thinking well should I well you know if I'm gonna be gay should I be cutting my hair should I it's interesting isn't it so should and I didn't have the the bone structure to do that. Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd, oh. I'm not sure I'd uh, be able Listeners, to pull that off. She does have the bone structure to do that. No, I'm not convinced about that. But what I did, which I think was almost my own version of cutting my hair short, I got, Rachel, back in, back in my early 20s when I came out, I got a lip piercing. And, oh. <laughs> and, wow. I, and I had a year with a lip ring and I loved it. And then I was like, right, I'm done with that now. I've had my my coming out look and I think that was it for me I think I couldn't I didn't want the short hair but I think I once went to a gay club wearing a check shirt and I had a lip ring and that's the butchest I've been in my life and it's been all femme ever since pictures please or it didn't happen that's what everyone says oh okay (laughs) (laughs) and then the other article was our lovely deputy editor Nick Krasara who wrote a piece called coming out dot 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 again Mm. and Nick's article and Izzy's article Roxy we talked last month I think about how Diva magazine is different from maybe a lot of mainstream media because of this very personal approach that your writers take to their work and how it's a passion for them how the reader or indeed the listener really get to know Team Diva personally And that you as editor, Roxy, sort of encourage this personal writing from them. And it connects up with another article in the magazine that I found fascinating, the one by Georgia Dimdor-Miles about a digital archive of my queerness. I was thinking how it's almost like that's kind of what Diva magazine is for some of its contributors. As Nick's article shows, we as readers witness Nick's own progression of self 
actualization just by reading their articles from bisexual to gay. Nick wrote something here many years ago. When I first embraced my attraction to women and non-binary people, I proudly came out as pansexual and later bisexual without ever stopping to question my attraction to men. We can follow this evolution of Team Diva. It's, it's, a, it's a very different magazine and community that you are building. Yeah, definitely. I think you're right that it is different from a lot of uh, mainstream magazines. It's not that we only do personal writing from Team Diva, but yeah. it is an important component of what we do. Diva's all about storytelling. It's all about visibility. It's all about providing the representation that we need to see as queer people. For all of the writers on Team Diva, it is a personal job. And so we do, you know, we do share parts of ourselves. I think both Izzy's piece and Nick's piece I think both of them are awesome beautifully written pieces I also I suspect they will resonate with a lot of readers because yes the journey which Izzy talks about with her hair and with um, embracing her kind of authentic butch self that is such an important thing for so many queer people particularly for butch or stud or gender non-conforming or masculine of center queer people Nick's journey the way you talk about your identity is not necessarily a fixed point and that evolution that you can go on that personal journey I for a time said I was bi and then came out as as gay as lesbian same as Nick did Mm. but it can also go the other way there's still absolutely bi people and that's valid and important to to point that out but it can also go from identifying as lesbian to actually that isn't that isn't me actually I'm queer or I'm bi or I'm pan or whatever it is our experience of the world and our experiences of ourself and our desires and our identity it's not always a fixed point and there's a journey to go on for some people there might be a little bit of nervousness around talking about yeah. that but I think it's really important to share that story and I think that Nick does it really really beautifully so I was really pleased as you say to have both of those pieces in the in the issue yeah there was Another little bit that I wanted to just ask you about, Roxy, mm. that Nick goes on to discuss comp cis het, which is compulsory cis heteronormativity. Definitely something that I'm hearing a lot about at the moment. I wondered if you could just tell me and the listener exactly what that is. Yeah, absolutely. So compulsory cis heteronormativity is something that's being talked about a lot. The term itself has been around for quite a long time. I think it was first used back in, I think, the 80s. But recently, there's certainly been a resurgence of this terminology in the conversation. And what it basically is, is the theory that our patriarchal heteronormative society assumes as a default that we are all straight and we are all cisgendered and not only does it assume that but in certain ways it kind of enforces it and so you may get a lot of people who take some time to come out or to fully embrace and step into their own identity and a huge factor of that is the fact that we're all living in this society that assumes that you're straight and assumes that you're cis and that rings so true for me not only did society assume I was straight it assumed I was quite a tart quite a goer um Because society just thinks it knows you better than you know yourself because society is arrogant. They make all sorts of assumptions based on how you look. And that's a real mindfuck. 
Like everywhere yeah. I went yeah. as a teenage girl, people were assuming that I had 20 boyfriends and all these things about but me. But why do you think that is? I think because I look girly and I had big boobs and in their head, for some reason, that means loves the boys, loves, right. the, loves the fellas. God. So just if we go back to this thing of compulsory cis heteronormativity, for me as a woman, a young woman trying to navigate the world, I'm also getting all these messages that I'm straight and that I and it's just assumed. Mm. So if people assume that you're straight, then you get to hear. It's like being an undercover queer. You get to hear what the people who really don't like gay people really think. Oh. And that that isn't going to make you want to rush out of that closet. <laughs> No, (laughs) No. that's dreadful, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. It is true that we're we're assumed to be straight and cis. That is the default of the society that we live in still to this day. Yeah. People have different experiences of that. But yeah, Nick talks about it in in Mm. their article. And I thought that was really, as you say, a really important thing to bring up as well. Yeah, I think so. Especially because as you say, that society just presuming mm. behavior which then means that it's a active decision that you have to almost burst your way through it and it shouldn't be like that I thought that was really fascinating, fascinating. it is it is fascinating yeah. if we talk about me for a second so I kissed a girl before I ever kissed a boy and that felt totally natural but what also felt natural was don't fucking tell anyone oh. you keep that shit secret right so even if I was doing you know what felt very natural kissing a girl behind closed doors I also knew do not do not say a word do not tell people this is a private thing and I didn't come out till my 20s wow. and it's different for different people and yeah people are on different journeys but I think it's very real the compulsory cis yes. heteronormativity oh it's very real it's very real yeah as a reader when you connect with all these stories that Nick and Izzy and Georgia write, it feels like friends sharing personal tales. Izzy is a new member of Team Diva, but now I've read some of these features, I feel like I'm getting to know her. And it Mm. takes us back to what you said in your editor's letter, Roxy. You are not on your own, my darling, which is great. We all talk about Pod Diva being one gorgeous glossy in your ear, but that glossy magazine is really built by people that are your friends. We build a relationship with. I mean, it's fascinating. Diva is very different from your average magazine. It's above and beyond. So tell me, Roxy, can you tell me what we have coming up this month on Pod Diva? I can. I can indeed. So next week we have our wonderful deputy editor, Nick Crossara, their fabulous interview with Dame Kelly Holmes. And it's an awesome conversation. It delves into Kelly's incredible journey that she's been on, her coming out story, her time in the army, what she's doing now and how she's learning and growing and embracing her herself and her beautiful, diverse community. So that will be a great one. Yeah. Then the following week, we have a gorgeous piece from the singer-songwriter Art School Girlfriend. And if you haven't checked out Art School Girlfriend's music, then do, because it is absolutely wonderful. She spoke to Divas Georgia Dimdor Miles about many things, including, which was really interesting, the pain behind queer joy, mm. how she got her stage name which was a a very sapphic story and about what it's like making sweet, lovely songs with her partner, who's also a musician, the wonderful Marika Hackman. Have you heard Marika Hackman's music, Rachel? She's awesome. And she's got a song about the L word. Oh, 
No, she's I got haven't. a song about it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I might have to look. Has she really? Oh, well, have yeah, a look. Yeah, she really has. And it's called My Lover Cindy. No, and My Lover Cindy. <laughs> oh, that's so fun. Dawn Dembo and My Lover Cindy. Oh, it's a good song. Marika's great. And of course, it's Lesbian Visibility Week coming up at the end of April. And so not only will we on Pod Diva be bringing you cheeky bonuses with Beyond Borders features every day. We also have a brilliant episode all about Channel 4's LGBTQIA network, which is called Four Pride, who are also nominated this year at the Diva Awards. Channel 4, obviously, is a network that brought us the documentary Where Have All the Lesbians Gone, which I know they collaborated with Diva magazine on, and also the Proud All Over initiative celebrating the smallest prides all over the country. You know what? Once Lesbian Visibility Week is over, we're almost getting into Pride, aren't we? It will all start gearing up. This magazine is going to keep you reading and thinking and making you ponder all month. And there's a lot on the podcast to keep it going too. (laughs) There is. It is a queer-tastic, les-fabulous month of content. Whether you want your content in front of your eyeballs or you want it in your ears, we've got all your bases and two of your organs covered. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, let's be visible. It's a lesbian visibility issue. We've got Lesbian Visibility Week. But however you identify, this is an inclusive and empowering celebration of our diverse community, of which you may well be a part. In which case, stay visible, stay gorgeous. Yeah. And we love you. And we love our lover, Cindy. We love we love you. We love you. So until next month, divas, Stay visible. Remember, Diva has two of your organs covered. (laughs) That's the (laughs) Does it sound naughty? I hope it does. If it sounds naughty, Rachel, I'm always very happy for you to say it. Thank you, Roxy. Until next month. Pod Diva. Thank you for listening to Pod Diva in association with Diva Magazine, the world's leading brand for LGBTQIA plus women and non-binary people. Every week, we bring you new interviews from a vast range of fabulous people, celebrating and amplifying the voices of the LGBTQIA plus community. Browse our extensive back catalogue of episodes to find your favourites, from Jennifer Beals to Abby Jacobson. It's like one gorgeous, glossy magazine in your ear. Please share, rate or review us. It really does help. You can find us on Acast or wherever you get your podcasts. And you can email me at editorial at diva-magazine.com. Pod Diva. Queers for your ears. Pod Diva. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues 
your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.